0: Hello everyone and welcome to the According to Jason podcast and back by popular demand is the Tyson and he's back to talk about the greatest documentary of all time, The Last Dance and a little bit more about Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan and all those guys from those 90s Bulls teams. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So what was your favorite part from, well, maybe not the third and the fourth episode, but so far, what is your favorite part of this Last Dance so far? Uh, It's just really
1: interesting to see the inside of all the dynamics that were running behind the scenes, like with Jerry Krause and all the corporate greed that was kind of screwing over the bulls a little bit. You know, and Scotty sitting out for a while because he wasn't impressed with how they were treating him. and.
0: Yeah, it's tough, and we're gonna get into right. We're we're gonna get into how Scottie Pippen, at one point in nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight, during the filming of the Last Dance, during that fame famous sixth championship year, he was a hundred and twenty second in pay wise. He was the hundred and twenty second most paid player on the list, and you know there are there are hundred and twenty people separating him and the greatest uh, player of that era in Michael Jordan. Um, my favorite part of that show was surprisingly Dennis Rodman. And I have had a pretty negative view on Dennis Rodman. I've never really liked him. I've, I appreciate what he's done. And, you know, this guy who led the league in rebounding six straight years when he was, whether it was with San Antonio, Detroit, or Chicago, you know, I really like the grit and the toughness and, you know, the go out there and get it done attitude. But I just never liked Dennis Rodman off the court. But just, he's just been, funny to say this, he's been delightful to watch in these um, these episodes of The Last Dance. And spoiler alert, if you haven't already, you know, realized this, but we are making an episode right after the airing of the third and fourth episodes of The Last Dance documentary coming out on Netflix. And, you know, I just, Dennis Rodman was just the best part of these third and fourth episodes and, you know, you've heard these great stories on how Michael Jordan put up all these points in the Boston Garden against Larry Bird and the Celtics. Or you've heard, you know, finally getting his first ring in 91 or hitting the shot over Craig Elo in the Cavs. But you don't get to see this um, this inside look. And, you know, Skip Bayless was talking about it on his show in Undisputed with Shannon Sharp. He was saying... You know, I lived that. When I was working as a sports writer for, I believe, the Chicago Tribune, I got to see that. I lived that. And now it's so great to see guys like Shannon Sharp and the whole world gets to see what I got to see back in 97, 98. It was an excellent uh, first four episodes. I can't wait to see the next ones. What was your favorite Michael Jordan moment from those four episodes, whether it be a play or a win Or just something he said in the locker room, you know, during those episodes. Uh,
1: I'd say I have two. One of them is when he makes fun of Jerry Krause all the time. It's just hilarious to see how they'd be so willing to make fun of their GM. Them diet pills. Yep. And I'd say also when he lit up Boston that first time they played in the playoffs. Just because they didn't really expect it was some young dude coming trying to take over these... Boston Celtics that have been great for the 86 Celtics, yeah. the
0: greatest of all, the, yeah. the greatest Celtics team of all time. Exactly.
1: And he comes and just drops, what was a 60 some on him. Just, it was ridiculous to watch. It's like Larry Bird said, he thought God was inside Michael Jordan that day. It was just insane.
0: <coughs> yeah. <coughs> My favorite part, other than some of those things I've already mentioned is just how guys like Isaiah Thomas and magic Johnson and Larry Bird are out on this, this big, huge stage and, and they come off of it, and years later they come and they uh, interview, and they're like, "This guy was just out of this world. It was amazing." And you know, my one of my favorite parts was in the first uh, episode, second episode, where um, before Doug Collins, it was before Doug Collins, it was um the coach before, and they were as funny as the Eastern Conference in the '80s. They were one win away from being the eighth seed and playing the Celtics or they were one loss away from being in the draft lottery the Bulls ended up winning that game and going to the playoffs despite having a 30 and 52 record and that was just well one I thought holy crap the Eastern Conference was terrible even back in the 80s but you know just Michael Jordan wasn't gonna settle for a lottery pick even even without even with limited minutes with the injuries, he wasn't going to have a lottery team. He was going to have a winner, even if that winner didn't win all a lot. And that's what I just uh, that's what I just really liked about that first few episodes of The Last Dance. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And now we're going to get into the biggest point of the first episode of The Last Dance, and it is how Scotty Pippen is so underpaid. Now, we're on hoopshype.com looking at the 97.98 salaries for NBA players during that season and their full contracts that they were currently in during that time. Scottie Pippen, who is tied with a man named Michael Williams, he tied with Michael Williams at the 122nd spot. Talent-wise, he's not the 122nd best player in the league. In 97-98, Scottie Pippen was arguably top 10, very, controversially, it, I think could have been top 5, I totally um, agree with you, but you know, was he the second best player in nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight? Like everybody's saying it, no. But he was not where yeah. he is right now, salary wise. And I just was so interesting. Jerry Krause just had them in his chokehold when he was when he was signed in eighty seven when he was drafted by the Sonics, traded to the Bulls, and it was like scotty pippen had never known this amount of money he just he said i gotta support people he needs to support his family so jerry Krause had him in this death grip and then when he became one of the premier players in basketball one of the best players in basketball arguably one of the best of all time he realized i can't be making i'm i can't be making uh what a first round draft pick from the 60s is making i need to be up there and I never known that Scottie Pippen had hold out. I knew he only played 40 something games in the 97 season, but that was because of his pre-existing injuries, but the holdout is just so interesting to see that side of the or I guess inside of that story. Yeah, and, it was crazy.
1: And to see that he was willing to leave in such a well-set up group like they knew they only had one more year, but you know, you should stay for that one year, but he was willing just to leave if they weren't going to respect him. Yeah. And they ended up just coming down to it seems like just his respect for MJ and the guys that made him stay as opposed to because he kind of got over the money and he knew it wasn't going to work out if he tried to play hardball with these guys so yeah he decided let's go win one more and then we can go go on our way after that
0: yeah D- yeah it, that's exactly it and um at the end of the day and he he just had to realize and I mean he is he was in this situation before in around ninety two um Tony Kukoc who started over Rodman in a couple of those games in 97-98, he um, was getting trying to get wooed by Jerry Krause to come on to the Bulls. And 92, obviously, the famous dream team was happening. And instead of negotiating Michael's new contract, instead of, you know, stopping Michael from potentially going to the Knicks or any of those other teams that wanted him so badly or stopping Scotty from going anywhere, from, you know, going to a different team instead of, you know, putting that as their first priority and giving those guys big contracts, Jerry Krause was in Croatia trying to um, persuade Tony Kukoc, the Croatian sensation, to come and play in the NBA. And it eventually got to the point where Scotty had to say, well, after he'd beaten the crap out of the Croatian team in the Mm -hmm. Olympics, um, another great documentary is the 92 Olympic team, um, uh, where they go into depth of the Kukoc or of the Coach destruction. Um, you know, after they had just decimated the Croatian team, Scotty realized, you know, I'm not going to get what I deserve, but I'm going to need to just keep working hard so I can win more championships with Michael because they were already coming off of a second championship. So they just had to work for it.
1: Yeah, at that point, if you're winning, adding a couple guys to it never hurts, you know? So if he's good. But you, they still kind of put him in his place in the Olympics there when they... Absolutely demolished Croatia, and I'm pretty sure Scotty was guarding him for most of that game when they demolished him.
0: It was Scotty or it was MJ. Yeah. That you know, um, uh, I mean, there were guys like Carl Malone and Charles Barkley, and I mean Charles is a little bit undersized, but those guys probably would have been more suited to guard the six foot nines, Tony coach. Yeah. But you know, position wise, but Scotty thought, you know, I'm the one of the premier defenders in the league. I'm just going to work hard. I'm going to beat him into the court, and I'm just Going to show Jerry Krause in any way I can that I am more important than Tony Kukoc, and he, in a way, let that show by just working hard. You know, even if the salary was just yeah not where it was, uh, where or I guess where it needed to be. You know, when I look at the list of players, it makes sense, and these are notable players that made money over him: Patrick Ewing, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan. Were uh, all graced the top five list. David Robinson, Alonzo Mourning. Those guys, um deserve money from the the peak where they were playing at maybe not patrick ewing he's his career was winding down in the late 80s but he was still very effective center and um uh very effective backup the next year behind marcus Camby when they made the finals against the spurs but here are some all i can say is interesting players that make it over scotty and i mean t- tell me what you think about this Derek coleman who was in his second or third year um coming off a rookie of the year campaign was over him he's 15th in pay yeah it's ridiculous 15th. um a man named otis thorpe who i only know who otis thorpe is because he was one of hakeem's role players when they won those championships in 94 95 i don't think he was still on the team on the rockets in 97 i think he'd been traded in a package for Clyde drexler but he was 25th in pay carl malone i noticed I mean, it's not very interesting. Carl Malone was a, just an out of this world talent, but I just had to notice that he was thirty third in pay. Yeah, I don't know what the GMs were thinking that year because everyone was paid either way too much or way too little. It just didn't make sense. Yeah, I think a Carl, just like just like Scotty, just had to realize that if they wanted to win, they needed to work hard. And even if he's going to be grossly underpaid, he was still going to ball out just as well.
1: Yeah, and, and that happens with a lot of good teams too. Like I'm sure if you look at the Miami Heat or the Golden State Warriors as more recent people. They they definitely had to take a few pay cuts, especially the Warriors when you add Kevin Durant definitely. to an already stacked team, and even Miami when you have Bosh and LeBron coming to D- Dwayne Wade's place yeah. with already pre-existing you know salaries and all these things. And you have two All Stars and
0: yeah, and go, guys like that, like Dwayne Wade, he had to realize, um, I, I'm my career is winding down. I'm still a dominant player, but I need to accept the possibility that I'm a playing with one of the greatest players of all time. And I might not even be the second option some games. I might have to work with Bosch. And wait. And they didn't realize it the first year when they lost to the Mavericks. But then they eventually realized that he doesn't need to be the man. He won the championship in 06 and he was the man. But he doesn't need to be the man anymore. Okay. He just needs to work in his role and be good. And maybe take a little pay cut here or there. It's kind of a run. lot
1: like Rodman when Scotty was out. Rodman was the second guy and there was no question about it. It was MJ and Rodman until January, whenever Scotty got back. And then Scotty got back, and Rodman didn't kind of know where he was standing with the team. He was the third option most games, but, you know, went back and forth. And that's when he went and had his little uh, Las Vegas adventure. His little adventure. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. And we'll just go through one or two more that highlight the list. Well, even Tony Kukoc was paid more. Tony Kukoc, 46th highest paid player in 97 98. Uh, the guy that Jerry Krause, um, you know, valued over Scotty. by this time he was done being, um, in Croatia, Croatia, his contracts in the Euro League had run out and his career had started, um, off a little bit higher. He was over Rodman in the depth chart as a power forward, but at this time he's, even though he's paid more than Scottie Pippen, his career starting to wind down into a six man role. Um, which is interesting, um, but, but still paid more than Scottie Pippen, which is crazy. Uh, Tony is also tied for 46 with his teammate Ron Harper, point guard for the Bulls. For In the very late 90s, I think he only won the two championships with the Jazz in 97 and 98, yeah. or against the Jazz in 97 98. You even have Rodman, who's paid
1: more and stuff, and these guys are guys that are being added to the already MJ and Scotty. You would kind of assume Scotty would be have been paid more. Yeah. So it's very interesting to see how it's that's definitely not the case.
0: Definitely. Um. Olden Polynice, the man you may never heard of him. Nineteen eighty-seven. Here's a story. Nineteen eighty-seven. Scotty Pippen was traded to the Supersonics. Scotty Pippen was traded to the Bulls for the rights of Olden Polynice. The and Olden would go on to play two years with the Supersonics and somehow also is. 75th in pay, higher than Scottie Pippen. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. And we could go on. We could say... Like Arvita Sabonis. We could Yeah, we could go on. Um, Arvita Sabonis, this was technically his rookie year. He was signed by the Blazers in the 80s, but he couldn't get out of his USSR contract until the late 90s. This was like his rookie year in 97, 98. But he was still playing at a very effective level, 100th in pay. And, you know, we could keep going say, like, oh, man, Scotty is clearly better than all some of these guys or all of these guys minus most of the top n- 10 guys. Exactly, but... yeah. Um But, you know, just this is just to highlight that even though his salary was such a small number, especially for 90s terms where salaries were still pretty small compared to today, you know, he was still just an immense talent for the Bulls, and he's just excellent for you know, the teams that he played, he he had his troubles, but he just had to put his head down and work to yeah. win those championships and Michael Jordan paid him the greatest respect it was, I would not be here without Scottie Pippen you know, he didn't even need to say Scotty Pippen's a top 10 player of all time he just, this was the ultimate compliment from one of the greatest players of all time saying, I would not be at where I am today without Scottie Pippen yep. every Batman
1: needs their Robin, you know that's exactly what Scotty was
0: yeah, exactly, and just an excellent talent. And finally, with that being said, we are going to talk about Michael Jordan's finals record. He's 6-0. So here's a hypothetical situation. Scotty Pippen on draft night gets kept by the Supersonics. The Supersonics say, no, we want Scotty Pippen or Scott Pippen, it said on the draft board. Um, we want the Scott Pippen kid. You can keep Olden Polonise. You guys can just go your separate way without Scotty, And our hypothetical question is, it doesn't matter how Michael made it to those finals. Let's just say he made it to all six of the finals that he
1: played in yeah and he has the exact same team minus scotty pippen and someone just thrown in that would be about an average
0: player in place of scotty pippen someone in place of scotty pippen pretty much the same team doesn't matter how they got there doesn't matter if oh hold on scotty pippen played good against patrick ewing or like the knicks should have been in this finals or the Super Son or you know yeah it just doesn't matter where how they got here this they were here and what would have happened without um scotty pippen in those finals yep that's what we'll be talking about and So, first off, they played in the 91 finals against the Lakers, and that is touched on in the fourth uh, episode of The Last Dance. Excellent episode.
1: Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go stop, watch it quick, because we'll be talking about some stuff that happens in the documentary.
0: Yep. And just an excellent, you know, matchup where um, they go into the series. This is the Showtime Lakers, minus Kareem, minus all these guys. They're still the Showtime Lakers, and... Magic Johnson, this is his last appearance in the finals. And despite all the turnover in the roster, he's still leading the Lakers at the championship. And since the Lakers have already won five championships in the Magic Johnson era, the Bulls are already written off as like, whatever. They beat the Pistons, but they're going to get their butts kicked by the Lakers because they have this guy and this guy. They have James Worthy, Magic Johnson, and Vlade Divac. <laughs> they have they have Big Game James and Magic. That's, that's you know... Um but Michael played um well and Scotty locked up um Scotty locked up Magic after they made the change Game to two. to go from Michael on Magic to Scotty on Magic, the tides changed, the the tables turned, and without Scottie Pippen I think that the Bulls would not have won that championship. And although this was a four to one Gentleman sweep where they let them have one game. I feel like without the effects of Scottie Pippen that this guy Would have his first finals loss. This would be Michael Jordan's first appearance and first loss in the finals Um, In 1992 they face off against the Portland Trailblazers now the Portland Trailblazers were an up-and-coming team and they took the Bulls to six games and this Trailblazers team is highlighted by Clyde Drexler. Clyde the Glyde Drexler, who was arguably the second best shooting guard of the 90s, because Michael's up here, and and Clyde is somewhere in the mix, and he's arguably one of the best, just not Michael Jordan. Yeah. And I'm s- gonna give it to Michael. Um, oh yeah, this one's... The Bulls would still have won this, I think, without Scotty. S- yeah, Michael won finals MVP, and although they pushed it to six games, all they although the Blazers, Rick Adelman's Blazers pushed them all the way to six games. It's no contest when Michael's playing out of his mind like this. And I think that heading into the 93 season, Michael has his first ever championship. And he also has a taste of defeat on the game's biggest stage for the first time ever when he loses to the Lakers a year ago. We head into the 93 finals. This, with Scottie Pippen, with Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, um, They go on, they beat the Phoenix Suns, and Michael Jordan has his first ever three-peat. And this Suns team was highlighted with Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson, shooters Dan Marley, and um, Danny Ainge, two good shooters who were, you know, known for mostly distributing and shooting from beyond the arc, and... Well, I'll I'll turn it over to you. What do you think um, how do you think the Bulls would have fared against this 60 or no, 59 win Phoenix Suns team of 1993? Uh, I'm who, not sure who pushed them to six games.
1: Without Scotty, they might have lost this one. The way I'm looking at it is with the 3 Pete, the 91, 92, 93, I think they would have won 2 out of the 3 for sure the middle one, and I'm not sure which one of the first either Lakers or Phoenix. I Personally, I think they might have still beaten the Lakers, because I think MJ would have kind of figured magic out towards the end, but it would have been like maybe seven games, a couple OT games, really close. I think Charles might have got them in this
0: one, the Suns. I think so, because if you haven't noticed already, I am a huge basketball buff. I know lots about certain games. Um, SB Nation has a great uh, piece on... Uh, players that didn't win a championship and here's why and there's one about Charles Barkley and in game six it could have gone either way, but With the flip of a coin and I guess with the excellent shooting of John Paxson um, Michael kicks it right out to the top and pick and Paxson hits the winner of the game-winning shot well with time left um, to win game six and um, You know without that shot Charles Barkley and the Suns were within one shot of taking Jordan to his first ever Game 7 in the Finals. But, you know, I think that the Suns would have had their number in this series without Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen was a pivotal part of this, uh, well, with the exception of maybe his last championship. Scottie Pippen was a pivotal part of all of these championship teams um, and all these championship series. 1994, we're just going to assume that Michael goes and plays baseball because I mean he wasn't in the finals in 1994. 1995 he wasn't there either. He came back from baseball but he lost to Orlando, the Orlando Magic as they went on and lost to the Houston Rockets in the finals. We're just going to keep it going like that. In 1996, it's the Seattle SuperSonics and this is the Michael Jordan Scott in reality, this is Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen in the 72 and 10 Bulls playing the SuperSonics. A Supersonics team that is highlighted by Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, and now Scotty Pippen. Because yeah. Scotty Pippen is on the Seattle Supersonics team, and a Supersonics team that already won 67 games in the regular season, now has Scotty Pippen. And... Yeah, maybe they're the 72-win team that year. I think so, and well, I understand that the triangle offense and Phil Jackson maximize Scotty Pippen's abilities, but... You know, in this hypothetical situation, other coaches could have figured it out. We're just gonna assume that Scottie Pippen's just the same player. Yeah. So, I think Michael gets another loss in the finals because, you know, even though this was the seventy in real life, this was the seventy-two and ten Bulls. Holy crap, they're so good. Gary Payton and Sean Kemp still pushed them to six games. Yeah. Which is just amazing, honestly.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree because it went to six games with Pippen on the Bulls now Pippin's on the Sonics guarding MJ. Yes, yeah. The Sonics win this. It, it'd be equivalent of, like, if LeBron all of a sudden D-Wade ended up on the Spurs or something, you know what I mean? It just his his running mate went to the yeah. next best team in the other conference. It would have, like, the exact same outcome would have happened if, like, D-Wade went to the Spurs. Exactly. And there's no chance.
0: Or Yeah, it, exactly. If all of a sudden um, a guy like Kevin Durant decided my next chapter is in Cleveland and not in Golden State, and then all of a sudden, you know, he just... Hops a conference, and then he's all of a sudden in the best team of the other conference, yeah. you know? In 1997, they head to their fifth-ever championship, in which they face John Stockton, Carl Malone, and a whole bunch of other players that I know, but I would bore you with all the players, because I know all of them, but, I like, who wants who cares, honestly? I only care. Um, the Jazz took them to six games in 1997, and fun fact, Robert Parrish played on this Bulls team. Robert Parrish was in his 40s. Robert Parrish is the definition of just this old timer, just this yeah. old guy. Um, but Jordan, Pippen, Rodman um, in real life, but Scotty is now on the Sonics. And we could argue whether the Sonics would be in this series or yeah, something. But for, well, we're but just it to the for, Jazz state. For argument's sake, this would be a series that the Jazz won because they pushed it to six games and the, the games were relatively competitive during those games. Um, Michael had his flu game, so. Yeah, we'll still give him a flu game, I think. But, yeah. It'd probably be like six or seven games, but in favor of the Jazz. Yeah. In. With these two Jazz series, the Bulls played them in two series, we are going to split the series. Because um, in 1998, um, the last dance, the last dance, the final time that Michael ever made it to the championship game, ever. Michael faced off with the Utah Jazz again. And I'm not going to get into a big explanation because... Scotty played 2 or 3 games in that series. Yeah, he was so barely a factor. You can't, you can't lose a series if you can't lose a series in this alternate dimension because Scotty even, didn't even play. In the real in the in the real dimension, in real life he didn't play in real life, and in this alternate dimension he's he's on the Sonics, so yeah. he's just this is Michael Jordan's championship. He wins this championship. So what do you think their his finals record would be without pippin michael jordan's finals record without scotty Pippen would be two and four i think it would be four and two actually well so because, so you would so just go through the list of teams and not not a big explanation yeah. just tell me which ones are wins and so losses so this is
1: just my gut feeling the more we've been talking about this i feel like if rodman and jordan could have beat the jazz they might have been able to beat them twice still i don't think it would have been six games in both series it would have had to have been seven or something yeah but uh, so they for sure beat portland that's I think we can both. Agree they were on just that. the Cinderella team yeah. that made it to the finals, and then between the Lakers, the I, so the Sonics, they for sure lose. Yeah. That's, so yeah. So one and one right there, between the Lakers, the Phoenix, and the Jazz twice. That's four. Yeah. I think they win three of them. Okay. And I'm not sure the exact things. It would depend on how the team was built. And I know it's, we're talking hypothetically just without Pippen, but I'm not sure who would be replacing Pippen. You know, just my gut feeling is MJ would have flipped a bit of a switch and. He would have won. He'd be 4-2. But definitely not 6-0. and all. Anyone that says MJ would be 6-0 and all without Scotty. is and, a liar. And if Scotty was on the Supersonics, that's blasphemous because the Supersonics would have beaten MJ because yeah. you'd have Pippen guarding MJ. you would have probably the best defender in the league.
0: Well, and then if Scotty didn't want to guard him, you've got the defensive player, the only point guard to ever win the defensive player of the year in Gary Payton, and you've got Sean Rainman Kemp as yeah. well as power forward. Um, and, and they could have played, like, almost a little bit of a Bad Boys Piston where they kind of just roughed up MJ a bit. They could have easily
1: done that because, you know, the Supersonics were a bit of goons too. You got Gary Payton and Kemp.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. So they could have
1: easily gooned MJ just like the the uh, Pistons did for years there too.
0: Yeah, you think... When you look at the Sonics, you think, oh, yeah, Gary Payton's just this hard-nosed defender and Sean Kemp's just this high-flying offensive player. Yeah. No, these guys were just both they, just they fighters dogs. and goons yeah. and dogs. Um, I'm not going to go too in-depth, but... Michael Jordan goes two and four in these finals, and this is just my opinion he could you know, I still have this feeling like, oh yeah, he could go two and four, three and three or four and two. he could go one of those one of those numbers, but my gut feeling two and four he loses to the Lakers in ninety one he beats the Cinderella team, Portland Trailblazers, which we agree with because it's i'm sorry clyde you're you were the only player on that team in nineteen ninety two Barkley has their number. In 93, they were already within a shot, uh, within a shot, uh, John Paxson shot of even beating MJ in the finals. The third championship, or sorry, th- uh, the fourth championship, the Supersonics have their number. They beat them. And the Jazz beat them the first time, but since Scotty didn't play much in the 98 finals, the Chicago Bulls win anyways. So that means he, they beat the Lakers, his first ever time in the finals, and they beat the Jazz, his last ever time in the finals, because... No, you said Portland, not the Lakers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The The Trailblazers and the Jazz, because you can't lose to the Jazz um, in this Scotty pippen world if Scotty Pippen didn't even play. Yeah. Was, was Rodman on the team in 97? He played um for their last three championships in yeah all three yeah he played they uh, they still would have lost against supersonics he he would have played against the sonics and the jazz twice okay yeah before he um he he was cut in training camp of 99 he went to the lakers for one year and then he went to the mavericks for 12 games and he uh sat on the court sat in the middle of the court got suspended and then cut so yeah yeah, so I
1: guess the takeaway you guys can have from this, is I guess they would probably go 3 and 3 cuz Jason and I have 4 and 2. We're just on the opposite wind loss so. on it. So probably for everyone out there 3 and 3 is probably a fair guess if you wanted to be a betting person if you could go back in time and somehow move
0: Scotty to the SuperSonics. Yeah. But but one thing to leave leave this podcast with is one thing. Sc- Michael Jordan said it himself. I would not be where I am today without Scottie Pippen, yep. and it doesn't matter if he's four and two, three and three, two and four. He's not six and zero. He's not zero and six. But without Scotty, you know, yeah. he's he he's you know he's just not
1: where he is. There are very few great players that are just because of them. Like you think about guys right now, like LeBron has always had a few teammates, and when he didn't, they'd all you know he'd make it to the finals, but could never get over the hump. That's kind of the same problem we're having with MJ without Pippen is. MJ would not be able to pass these great teams, just like LeBron had issues with the Warriors, and you know, let's say the Spurs with Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan without Tony Parker and Ginobili probably doesn't win his five. You win five.
0: He he won five. Yeah. Yeah. So all- without David Robinson, yeah. he wouldn't have won his first two or something. Yeah. You know yeah. the, the the main the, takeaway I mean, is all
1: great players they need. It's it's basketball's a team sport. Jeez. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Th- I mean. You know, it's arguable who the greatest of all time is, and this will be an argument that will rage on for decades. Uh, Decades after either of us die, people will still be debating whether, you know, whether it's like Bronny James Jr. versus like Michael Michael Jordan. Jordan Or or his dad, LeBron. Or or like anyone, anyone could be in this GOAT conversation 30 years from now, or 40 years from now. But, you know, basketball's a team sport, and without the right pieces, you know those players like LeBron and Michael aren't even in the GOAT conversation yeah. anyways.
1: And coaches. Coaches get a lot of don't get a lot of respect.
0: So without Phil Jackson, without goes like guys like that, like Eric Spolstra of Coach the Heat. Pop. Coach Pop, they wouldn't be where they were today. Yep. And that's it. That's the one thing that you gotta take away. Basketball is a team sport and one of the best team sports out there. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about when According to Jason podcast come out, uh, follow the According to Jason Instagram page, according.jpodcast for more information. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being on the show, Tyson. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, guys.